Hi, I'm Indu. And I'm Ella. And welcome to Penny for Your Plot, a podcast where we talk about plot holes in your favorite books, movies, and TV shows. Today, we are talking about the much-awaited Queen's Gambit TV show on Netflix. And for those of you who didn't watch it, it is about a young girl named Beth Harmon, who basically has a really shitty beginning to her life. Her She's an orphan, and um, she grows up in an orphanage, and she turns out to be a chess prodigy. So she... And she has a drug addiction that has developed throughout her life, starting at the orphanage. Right. When she first takes these sedative pills, she can, like, visualize the chessboard upside down on the ceiling and kind of cool animation, and she uses that to hone her chess skills. And then she becomes super famous, and everyone loved it. It's a great show. Yeah, we're a bit late because we've been apart for a few months because Ella's been in uh, at her parents' house. So, yeah, sorry for being a bit late, but we're getting to it. <laughs> but we're back at it. Sometimes our favorite stories are filled with ambiguity, impossible events, and airs of continuity. Certain things just don't make sense, it's more often than not. So luckily we're here to give a penny for your plot. Okay, Indu, do you want to start us off with your first plot hole? Yes, okay. So she, at the orphanage, gets addicted to these pills, right, that they, they're giving her, um, and then they stop giving them to her, so she has to kind of steal them. At one point, she overdoses. She steals a bunch of pills and overdoses. In I think would have killed a child. That was, was that my first, first one. one? <laughs> <laughs> like that. She literally swallows a handful, like a full, like a fistful of pills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're tranquilizers, so, so yeah. they're pretty strong. Yeah, yeah she would have died. That's <laughs> yeah. it. That's... She definitely would have died. They didn't even show that, like, her stomach was pumped. No, they didn't show the hospitalization stuff no. at all. No, she was just, like, fine mm-hmm. the next day. But she got in trouble. Yeah. And also, also, she swallows the pills, and, like, two seconds later, she falls over. But I don't yeah, think they would have take taken effect that quickly. <laughs> that was quite unrealistic. Um, well, that was my first one, so I will move on to my second one. This it was probably explainable, but um, her child persona was very different from her adult persona. So basically, for the first, I don't know, episode and a half, she is acted by this like young girl actor who's acting her as a child, and then they swap her out for the older actress who then acts her for the rest of her life. Um, and I just felt like, as it, when she was a child, she was very like quiet and non emotion, like unemotional and not expressive and like kind of sad and like cold seeming. Mm-hmm. But then, as soon as she became the older actress, even though like she was still in the orphanage when she was the older actress, she was like super like kind and like warm with her friend. And really, do you think so? I thought so. I think not. Not. So much, but definitely more than before. Um, I think a little bit of that can be attributed to maybe just growing up and, like, gaining social skills. But honestly, I think that actress, the older actress, did a pretty good job of transitioning from being, like, an awkward kid to mm-hmm. being an adult um, who's still, like, sort of awkward. But Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. I guess I just felt like as she would have been more disturbed even as a teenager. Like, That's probably she true. She seemed fairly well-adjusted when the new actress came in, and she had, like, a really horrible, 
like right. entire life. And then she was just living at an orphanage that whole time. Mm-hmm. And the people there were pretty cruel, except for Jolene. Like her one friend was kind, mm-hmm. but Gosh, that she, actress she's is so, so pretty. pretty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about your next one? I might be misremembering this, but when she gets her first period, it, if it looks like it's painful. Do you remember that? Okay. Tell me what happens when she um, gets her first period. She like goes to the bathroom and like, there's a girl in the bathroom and she gives her a tampon, but I, for some reason- Oh, is it at the chess yeah. thing? Okay, uh-huh. okay, okay. It's not at the orphanage. No. It's at a chess tournament. Uh, and I, I I actually might completely be misremembering and it wasn't painful, but for some reason I, I remember thinking that they portrayed it as being kind of painful, which it shouldn't, it oh, wouldn't have been. I kind of remember what you're talking about. Yeah. I correct us if we're wrong, if you know that Yeah, scene. she was, because, so she goes into the- she knows that something's wrong. Yeah. She's, like, playing a game. Yeah. With, with Dudley? Uh, with, yeah, with Dudley. But okay. that's not his character's name. That's the, <laughs> no. it's the actor who plays Dudley in Harry Potter. Yeah. And I don't remember his character's name or Nor the actor's name. <laughs> and then she, like, stands up all of a sudden, right? Yeah. And, go like, runs to the bathroom. I think so. And... We might just want to cut this one out because I don't really remember if... No, I kind of do remember that. Well, also, doesn't she not... Wait, does the girl hand her a tampon or a pad? Oh, something. Something like Because I think she, like, gets confused and she doesn't use it. Oh, yeah. She just uses the toilet paper The instead. toilet paper, yeah. yeah. It must have been a tampon because why wouldn't she use a pad? I think that did happen and I do think they portrayed it in it. I remember being like, why is she... But also, no one was there to explain to her what was happening. Yeah. Did she even know what a period was? True. When I first got my period, I fainted. Yeah, so, I mean, you're no one to judge. That's true, yeah. That's <laughs> a fair point. Um, my next one is about, I think, the same scene or sequence when she goes to play, like, all those boys at once. Uh-huh. The, the speed round? The sp- well, no, not it's the not speed a speed round. round. It's that the She's teacher from the local games. school, yeah, like discovers her because of the man who's been mentoring her in the basement of the orphanage. Scheibel. Yes, Scheibel is the name of the the kindly older mentor man. I love him. (laughs) And the teacher, like, discovers her, so he brings her to the local high – I think it's a high school. Mm -hmm. And they have a chess team of all boys. And then she – they set it up so she's playing all of the boys at once and she'll, like, do one turn for one boy and then go to the next and do the next turn and the next turn and go all the way around – and she beats all of them. And I just kind of felt like... Wait, I think she it was still the kid actress when she did that. that. was the kid yeah. actress, yeah. So I guess this was before uh-huh. what you were talking about. I guess, I mean, she's not a real person, obviously, so it's potentially realistic for that to have happened with her. But I kind of felt like when you're creating a hero's journey in a story, you don't want to make the hero be perfect, perfect right, away. right away. Yeah, like it kind of felt like... A Mary Sue oh, moment a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. there's no room to grow. Like she's just always going to beat everyone no matter what. I feel like they introduced her error too late in the show. Right, because she started losing when she was going to like the world championships yeah. or national championships. Yeah, she literally... The first time she lost was to the international Russian like... No, no, it was to... Wasn't it to Borgo? It was to um, the Maze Runner kid. It was to oh, the skinny kid with okay. the mustache. Yeah. I don't, God, we should learn their names. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, we just read his name. We just read it. I remember. Uh, shoot, yeah. What is his name? Wells? The actress, the act, no, the actor, not the actress. The actor's name is Thomas Brody Sangster. Oh, wow. Okay. He's the man who perpetually looks like a young child. Yeah. 
You all know him. We know you know him. Yeah. <laughs> but they tried to make him look older with a, a hat and a, a mustache. mustache and it did not work. Oh, she did lose to him. But yeah, he was the American national champ. National champ. Yeah. So I don't know. I felt like she should have lost like one of the games or two of the games yeah. to the 12 boys. I agree with that. I think that she's she was. they were trying to set her up as a prodigy and then have her face obstacles later when she like got too big for her britches or something. Mm-hmm. But... I do agree that it would have been more compelling had she lost one or two games in that scene. Was that your plot hole or mine? That was mine. Okay. So she has this relationship with – his name is Towns, and he's, like, a really cute guy, and he's kind of mysterious. He's much older than her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And so they have this moment at a tournament where he's, like, taking photos of her, and they have – they, like, almost have a moment, but then his presumably – implied boyfriend like walks out of the bathroom in a towel or whatever um what was her relationship with towns and also why was it so important to her because if you remember at the end towns is the guy that she like runs to he's Mm -hmm. reporting the final tournament yeah um and like after the tournament she like goes to him and it's like a really sincere intimate moment between them but i don't understand why yeah. Is it because he was an older male figure that didn't sleep with her? But he want. it seemed like he wanted to. But there's he lots to, he of confusion. Gay. Okay, there's lots of confusion about Towns. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that they tried to make him, like, a bookend. Uh-huh. Like, they introduced him, like, close to the beginning and then again at the end. But the issue is we basically never see him in the middle. Right. He's, like, not an important character to her. He doesn't know He doesn't her have at all. any character development. No, no, and we don't really know anything about him. Their relationship doesn't develop, Mm-mm. but he was supposed to be the one she wanted to be with at the end, or something. It might, but it's also been... yeah. I didn't know whether he was gay or not. I felt like I couldn't tell. I think it was. She definitely thinks he's gay when the boyfriend comes out, right? When this alleged boyfriend comes yeah. out, but he could be bi. Also, yeah, that's. But true. then he still wouldn't have been wanting. To sleep with her. Also, she was, like, 15 at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of creepy. I did think... I wasn't sure when they first, like, showed her as a 15-year-old going to this, like, local chess tournament. And then they showed Towns. I was... I knew that he was too good-looking for them to have hired the Mm -hmm. actor to be, like, a mentor person. Mm -hmm. He was definitely going to be, like, some kind of love interest. But it did feel weird to me because she was supposed to be so young. Yeah. And, and then it was kind of like they met later when she was older and now she's like a age. developed woman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't tell if their relationship was supposed to the 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 specialness of it was supposed to be platonic or whether it had a romantic endgame, but um anyways, that was a weird character. That was my plot hole. Yeah. But like I thought it should have been with the Thomas Brody guy because she clearly had a very a more developed, intense relationship yeah, they, with him. Yeah, they spent more time together, definitely. Yeah. Although, honestly, I think it would have been gross if that were the case. It's not <laughs> like it, it felt, for some reason, their relationship felt gross to me. Really? What do you mean, gross in what way? Um, Is it because he looks like a baby, but he was supposed to be like, older <laughs> than her? <laughs> no, I think he, in making him look, trying, in trying to make him look older, they made him look creepy. Yeah, no, absolutely. He looks really creepy. And I yeah. don't know, maybe there, it's, maybe it was their whole, like, I won't fuck you relationship, like that, that whole aspect of it. Um, but it just, it, I think if she ended up with him, it would have been creepy. Ideally, I would have liked that she would have ended up with no one. Yeah. And maybe she did. And maybe yeah. by ending up with Towns, that was her ending up with a friend. Yeah, that's that's totally possible. I think that also, 
the fact that all her chess friends were male like I think it would have been nice because the one like friend this is okay I'm going into another one of my plot holes um but the one female friend that she had was Cleo and I just did air quotes quote unquote do you mean Jolene no oh well who's Cleo Cleo was yeah um besides Jolene um which that's another one of my plot holes but okay I'll start who's Cleo Cleo is that French girl who took her on a bender Oh, she wasn't really a, she was more like a love interest, I thought, kind of. To her? Wasn't she? Did they, did they sleep together? I didn't, was that the implication? Oh, oh. I didn't, I didn't know. I I thought she just like was a alluring, like a drug Parisian person. woman. Yeah. Um, I thought she just re- like was a, she represented, um. Temptation. Kind yeah. Of. Well, temptation and also Beth's drug addiction. And how oh, it was like pervading her life, I see. even in important moments. Yeah. However, oh, interesting. I didn't understand the point. Like, I didn't as a character and not a symbol. I think that Cleo was not. I didn't understand her motive. Like, why did she take her on a? Like, why did she sabotage her? What was the point? See, I yeah, I guess I interpreted it differently. I thought she was into her, oh. and it was like a, she was like trying to tempt her into sleeping with her. Mm. You know what I mean? That's possible. But was it not implied? I'm trying to remember. So they're at the bar. Yeah. And then... And then she's like, just have a drink. Like, she's like... Right. So then they have a lot of drinks. uh And then they go back to one of their rooms. Yeah. And I think they sleep in the same... Like, I think they wake up... I seem to remember just a bender montage of them just doing crazy stuff. There was... Yeah. There was no, like, love scene montage. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but I feel like it was implied, but maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe I was just reading. Yeah, I feel it. like I would have. I felt like she was. A queer I subplot. think. I think I felt like Cleo was so like seductive, right. That I maybe I just interpreted it that way. But it is possible that she was seductive in the sense of representing mm-hmm. like drugs and conflict within um, Beth. That's an interesting take. Yeah, I don't know. I just I did also find it kind of interesting that she didn't develop any. Like she was the only female chess player that was, she was ever a chess shown. Player? No, I mean oh, Beth, Beth. Beth. I mean, is it the, set in the 60s? I guess maybe that's possible that there were like no women, but mm, should we google it? I don't no. take too much time. <laughs> I do think that it it did feel like forced that it was like a quote-unquote female empowerment story, mm-hmm. but unfortunately it's true that like they didn't have she did have strong female, like her her adopted adopted her mother, mom. Yeah, was I actually loved their relationship. I, I thought really liked the relationship between the two of them. I thought they did a really good job making it a complicated mother daughter relationship. Yeah, because yeah. at first you think that the adoptive mother is going to be really bad and, and like take advantage of her. and take advantage of her, and that she's only in it to get like reap the financial benefits of having this chess prodigy daughter but then it turns out like that is part of it it's Mm -hmm. interesting because that is part of it she does want the money to be making money Mm -hmm. but she also really cares she ends up caring a lot about beth and beth her and beth her yeah yeah they're kind of both really troubled Mm -hmm. and they kind of came together in this interesting way yeah they both were like lonely and Mm -hmm. needed they needed each other which was nice yeah yeah no, really it was almost it. as though Beth didn't even really like mind that she was being taken advantage of because she yeah. had a mom. Yeah. Yeah. The 
the female chess playing representation was was limited to Beth. <laughs> I guess I in the in terms of a story though, I do understand why they would do that, like just to draw attention to her as the main character. Actually, wait, that's not completely true. There were girls at earlier stages. Just not like national, international, mm-hmm. but there were like younger girls playing at those local tournaments. And it is true that chess is really male dominated, like yeah. even today. Yeah. I remember my when my brother had a really big chess phase when he was like <laughs> 18 or 19 or something. And I he would always make me play chess with him so he could win. <laughs> Sounds like an older brother thing. Under the guise of teaching me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that begs the question, like just because something is a certain way, does that mean you have to present it that way on screen? Well, I mean, I think if the goal is to show a story about some a woman breaking mm-hmm. the ceiling, so to speak, um, then it does make sense to show an accurate representation of how it was. Right, that's is. true. That's true. Yeah. I've heard some people complain that, like, there were female chess players like at that time like a few not very many mm-hmm. obviously and that they should have made it a show about one of those people oh like a real person. like a real person because in a way the fact that they're like oh to make a story about an empowered female character playing chess it has to be fictional like that yeah i i see that however i think that that would have just turned it into a biopic which would have mm-hmm. made it a completely different story it's funny though because a lot of people left thinking it was real. Oh, really? Like, I saw a lot of people being confused about, like, looking up Beth Harmon mm-hmm. and, like, thinking that that was a real character. Because to me, it felt like a biopic, kind of. A little bit. However, I think you can take a lot fewer liberties with a biopic. Yeah, that's in true. In story. That's true. And then there's, like, like legal issues and stuff with how you... And people, people, people I feel like, would get more picky about how they received the story. Yeah. I guess it just seems like... If you're making a story about a group, like a marginalized group, make breaking some kind of ceiling, mm-hmm. but you make it fictional, right? It just seems a, there is something a little bit funny about that. Yeah, I, I, I like. see that argument. I, I don't know, know that I agree with it, but oh, <laughs> my next one. So when she is preparing to um, play Borgov. I think for the second time. Which is the, like, super world Russian champion. Yeah, He's the final champ. opponent. Yeah, yeah, the final boss. Um, she, like, takes a couple Russian night classes to, like, brush up on Russian. Oh, yeah. And then she, like, can understand everything that they're saying <laughs> in Russian so that she she hears Borgov and his colleagues brainstorming strategies to beat her based on her weak points and, like, her weak spots. But I just thought it was funny that she, like... They just, like, added that in. They're like, how is she going to understand Borgov? And someone's like, oh, just have her take a few classes. <laughs> I'm like, four years of Spanish later, <laughs> could not have understood a single a word. Spanish-speaking Borgov. <laughs> you I know, just thought that was funny. I guess if she's presented as, like, a genius, then maybe she picks up languages really oh, easily, too. Hmm, but <laughs> also, I don't know. You can, pick one, you can pick one thing to be a prodigy at. Yeah, you can't be a prodigy at more than one thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Jolene. Mm-hmm. Jolene enters the picture. Mm-hmm. I have so much to say about Jolene, <laughs> her black friend, her black childhood friend. She her just, manic pixie dream yeah, black friend. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, okay, so Jolene is, like, nice to her at the orphanage, and they're friends. 
why is Jolene so nice to her at the orphanage? She's so like, like closed off and like, I don't know. Sometimes a quiet kid's a challenge. I sort of yeah, get it. It's just, I was like, <laughs> surprised. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so she like makes friends with her and then, um, and then Beth leaves, she gets adopted and they don't have any contact presumably for over a decade until Jolene just shows up on her doorstep to tell her that Mr. Scheibel, her old, like, chess mentor at the orphanage, died. And she just is this glowing deus ex machina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, you don't have to, because Beth's... The money. The, the money, the finances, yeah. yeah. She, she's, she was going to get funded by a Christian conservative organization that wanted her to preach anti-communism in Russia, but she didn't want to because of her values, which that wasn't even established. Her, like, yeah, that liberal was agenda, very- <laughs> her progressiveness was never even, like, that was totally out of the blue. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, the fact that she didn't want to champion anti-communism. Yeah, when, w- yeah. How did she even know? Like, she spent her entire life playing chess, and that's it. <laughs> like, they're fully funding your trip. A, re- a normal person would have been like, okay, oh yeah, I'll just God. do it. Yeah. Um, that was some Netflix exec who was like, we got to hit, we got to get this in there. How are we going to do it? <laughs> Anyways, Jolene shows up, and they end up reconnecting and going to Mr. Scheibel's funeral. And this is when Beth is in the midst of a drug-like Oh, her rock bottom. Oh my yeah. gosh. Wait, let me talk about her also rock bottom. Also, her rock first. bottom. Yeah, it's that's so, very problematic. It's so sexy. <laughs> it's every. She just has a very sexy rock bottom where she does her twiggy eyeliner and dances around in her underwear with a bottle of wine. I mean, I've had rock bottom. It's not bad. <laughs> and also, she comes out of it so easily and so quickly. She like gets there really fast, stays there for like a few weeks, and then is like out of it and fine. Yeah, it's just that's men writing women's rock bottoms. <laughs> it's just it's so funny. Yeah, she was literally in like a t-shirt and underwear the whole time. Yeah. She oh, was man. she was in like not sweats, smoking a cigarette and like putting on makeup and acting all sexy <laughs> um, alone in her home <laughs> instead of spending sixteen hours in bed like a normal person. Um, wow, that's funny. I hadn't thought about it that way. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, anyways, so Jolene comes and, like, is sort of her light at the end of the tunnel here uh, from her rock bottom, and she she offers to pay for Beth's trip to Russia. With all the money that she's saved up to go to, like, nursing school or something. Do you remember? To be a lawyer. Oh, to be a lawyer. To be a lawyer, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She had, like, spent years and years saving up all this money to go to law school. To be a civil rights lawyer. Yes! And she just... And then she's like... weighing her options like should i become a civil rights lawyer or fund my best my old best friend's trip it's possible that she was kind of gambling and hoping on a return because because beth earns a lot of money by from winning the championship so she was just investing i guess however it's a very risky investment (laughs) and she barely knows this person anymore yeah and it just was so funny because the her whole reason for it was like, I believe in you. We're like the same. I believe yeah. in you. They like haven't seen each other for so long. Yeah. I saw yeah. an article online about um, referencing this character and talking about white protagonists using black characters for character development. Yeah. And it just, it felt very like, yeah, this this person didn't have any reason to do any of that. And it wasn't really explained at all. Yeah, no, Jolene unfortunately fell into a lot of a lot of tropes. Yeah. 
she was like the supportive, like sassy best friend <laughs> in an orphanage when everything else is like dark and dreary. Like, and then she turns the, out to be a civil rights lawyer, right? Anyways, yeah. yeah no, Jolene. Jolene was. I mean, I love. She was great, but yeah, a little too was great. Not, maybe? Was not realistic. Um, yeah, I wrote Jolene was too good for her. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just had a logistical question about. I just don't understand what speed chess is and how anyone plays it. Um, I think it depends on, I think it usually is a long time if you're both pretty good. Hi, this is Indu. We're editing in post. And a disclaimer for this next bit is that I thought Ella was talking about the speed of regular chess when she was talking about speed chess. Yeah. So now this will make a lot more sense. Okay, carry on. Right. What do you mean a long time? Like, the game lasts a long time. Is that what you're asking? I just, like, imagine playing speed chess. Oh, speed chess. Speed chess. Oh. You just said chess. No, I said, I think I said speed No, you did. We haven't recorded. <laughs> we'll go back and check okay. the tapes. <laughs> I think it's, I don't know. I, it, it like, they were like playing it, it and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, there's a timer, right? It just right? seems, it seems too difficult. Oh, and then also, so at the very end, when she's playing Borgov, I think for the third time, he, I think, sees that he's going to lose and then asks to draw. Like, there's this conversation in chess about, like, asking to draw, and the other person can either, like, accept or refuse. And in under what situation, if you're winning, would, would you, you accept a draw? Mm-hmm. Because Beth doesn't. Beth is like, no... I'm going to keep playing, and then she wins. Well, probably because you could – it could turn around. If I mean, I guess in that situation, if you are the world champion of chess, then it probably will not turn around if you're mm-hmm. asking for a draw. But, I mean, I guess it sounds better than being like, I resign to just right. see if someone would tie. It, it feels like it might be sort of a formality t- type of thing. So, but, like, the only person who would ask to draw is the person losing. Yes. So. Or if you feel that you can't win. make a comeback. Right. But potentially you could. I see. So it's kind of, it's like, an, uh, like a betting thing. Yeah. It's like, well, if you draw now, then you'll definitely not lose. Mm-hmm. But if you, but draw, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know why anyone, there's probably a lot of, like, strategy and politics behind it, but mm-hmm. I didn't really understand drawing. Did you know that chess was invented in India? No. Yeah. Or like the first iteration of chess. Why? What, what was the point of it when it was invented? Oh, shoot. I don't know. I shouldn't have opened it. I shouldn't have even offered <laughs> I that have fact. so many follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> Who invented it? What year? Why? Um, okay, let me Google it. Okay. Yeah. Early forms of chess originated in India around the 6th century AD. One ancestor was Chaturanga, a popular four-player war game that prefigured several key aspects of modern chess. So it was like a war strategy game. Oh, okay. Which makes sense. Okay. It's called Chaturanga. Isn't that a yoga thing? Is that a pose in yoga? Or yeah. like a sequence of Oh, poses? it's warrior. It means warrior. <clears throat> oh. I think. Look it up. Okay. It's warrior one, warrior two. Very well might be. No, it's a low plank. I think that's the end of my list. I have a little bit of a this one is a small one but it's interesting that they it's not even a plot hole really but it's just interesting that they chose sort of a pro 
communist message at the end because mm. the way she wins is by calling her friends and collaborating and then they're like right oh That's the true. russians collaborate and they do stuff together which is why they, they win so win. much yeah um and then that's how she wins so i just i i thought i mean it's neither good nor bad but i just i thought it was interesting that they, they did mm. that if i feel like they could have faced a lot of backlash for that right well with beth and her anti her pro-communist ideology oh, yeah. well it's certainly not her not <laughs> anti-communist ideology yeah. her she's, anti-anti-communist she's neutral <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's an interesting point. I wonder if that was the intention to show, like, that the Russian players do have, like, an ideology of collaborating. Mm -hmm. And then American players maybe historically haven't. Yeah. But then she brought together... The cultures? All these men chess players. Oh, also, I loved the ending. I fucking... I loved when she goes and sits with the old men in the snow. Oh, And, like, plays chess with yeah. them. I thought, I, I thought that was so yeah. good. What did you think it, like, was representing? Um, I think it was just her going back to the roots of chess, mm-hmm. which is old Russian men. Yeah. And, like, But just, it's interesting because she had never really... She didn't have that experience well, as the roots of chess. She had an old man. That's true. She did have an old man. <laughs> I yeah. think it was her just kind of like going back to basics kind of. Yeah, like rejecting all this like fame and yeah, fortune and whatnot. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And playing the game for the game's sake. Right, right, right. Yeah, I thought well, that was also, a really beautiful ending. Yeah, because after she becomes world champ, like there's nowhere to go from mm-hmm. there. Unless right. there's like intergalactic camp, <laughs> you know. But so it's like you can't her whole life had been like being the best, being the best, trying uh-huh. to be the best, but she'd done it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the question of after you've accomplished your main goal, What do you do after you've you done do? everything? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Yep. Thanks. But we'll be back with Bridgerton. Oh, yeah. Next episode is Bridgerton. Yep. Everyone so. get ready. <laughs> Got some hot takes. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>